Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This Ugh. is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it if you're watching us on YouTube. And also, if you're listening to us in the audio realm, check out CastBox. It's a terrific podcast app. It's available free on iOS and Android devices. Uh, download the app, go to Going In Raw, click subscribe, and that actually, surprisingly, helps us quite a bit. Helps us boost exposure and all that kind of stuff for Going In Raw. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers. Do you want to see Going In Raw ad-free? <laughs> Who doesn't? Who needs YouTube Premium? $1 a month at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson gets you Going In Raw ad-free. The video version, the audio version, I think is ad-free anyways. So if you want an ad-free, you can just listen to the audio version too. Anyways. Um, so yeah, all good stuff. Larson, what do we do? It's Saturday. Isn't this supposed to be the day where we're doing 10 things in the week Not in anymore. wrestling? We don't do that anymore. We're doing something different. Because uh, it kind of felt redundant to a certain degree because we spend the whole week talking about half the stuff, if not more, that we're talking about. We're talking about during the Saturday show. So we thought, you know, that 10 things thing was pretty new it wasn't established yet <laughs> nobody will miss we it. can still mess with it exactly so this yeah. is us messing with it so this yeah. is going to be kind of uh, an all-encompassing recap of all the other wrestling news and results that we couldn't couldn't or didn't have an opportunity to get to in all the other shows one of the biggest requests we get is from people asking us to venture outside the realm of WWE. Now, whenever there's... Which we're more than happy to do. Whenever there's a when big... time allows. Whenever there's yes. a big New Japan show, we usually cover it. Whenever there's a big Ring of Honor show, 
We try to cover it. Yeah. We've done a cut. We did like the anniversary show. A couple years back, yeah. <laughs> a couple years back. We don't cover any Lucha Underground. I've started to watch Impact Wrestling again. Um, and so we don't have time to catch everything, uh, but we catch as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are people out there who want to hear our take on what's going on outside the WWE. So we figured, you know what? Instead of having to tread the same ground, even though I thought the idea of like a weekly one-stop wrestling shop was a good one, the bottom line is if we're not inspired, which I doubt we would be just going over the same stuff again, mm-hmm. um, then we're not really going to be into it. The product's going to suffer. I am very excited about just doing this, though, because I love, I really, really enjoy the world outside the WWE. Same here. Um, and I think, and here's the thing also, I think a lot of people out there do too. Not only do we get requests for it, but the proof is kind of in the pudding. Our all-in review a couple of weeks ago, granted it had a huge celebrity guest, James from Cowchop. Yes. Um, but it did very well for us uh, in in the business sense. Um, and, you know, there was, that was literally like an anti, not an anti, but it was sort of a very, very, very non-WWE show. Mm-hmm. So, um the show will evolve. It'll change. It's just going to be going in wrong. There's no special name here. Yeah, nothing, one, one thing I wouldn't mind doing with this show, though, is trying to go out and get some non-WWE intros. Yeah, that'd be good. I know we were at StarCast. We totally could have done that. We just didn't. Um, but uh, it would give, give us an excuse to do, do that with this, yes, maybe. Yes, So, um, So, yeah. Uh, another thing, in the comments, if you want us to cover um, anything else that is non-WWE that you don't hear in this show, by all means, we'd love to hear you know, I mean, we're not going to be able to cover everything. If you get yeah, your yeah. little, you know, podunk indie promotion in the, the you know, wherever, uh, where 50 people show up, probably not going to cover that. But some of the larger indie one, indie promotions, like, for example, Defy. I would love to start at like when uh, Progress does their Wembley show. Yeah. I'll, we'll talk about that here. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's uh, plenty to talk about in the world of non-WWE. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we're gonna hop right into it, Larson. Yeah, what's our first story? Oh, it's gotta oh, be New Japan, right? New Japan, we're time. talking New Japan, that's right. New Japan time. Um, so, uh, destruction in Hiroshima and Beppu, uh, happened. Yeah, is that what happened? Well, yeah, there's two strong, shows last weekend, strong start for the show. Yeah, I know. Uh, last weekend, two shows, uh, Saturday and Monday. Well, I guess Monday's another weekend, but for us, I've been late mm-hmm. Sunday, yeah, so still kind of the weekend, anyways, two shows. Um, uh, Destruction Hiroshima was main evented by uh, Kenny Omega versus Tomohiro Ishii for I that WGP. I watched a lot of that match. Uh, heavyweight title. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Omega yeah. retained what I hear is a stellar match. Yeah, it's a good match. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Those two guys always put on great matches. Yeah, they really do. Um, and then at uh, Beppu, mm-hmm. um, the two main matches on the card were uh, Hiroki Goto mm-hmm. defending his never openweight title against Taichi. He lost. Taichi New never open weight champ. I couldn't be happier. And then uh, this is just so much like there couldn't be a lower card belt than the never open weight title. It means no. I love no. I love Tai Chi. It's just this is so like WWE WWF European Championship. Yeah, the title that was like so meaningless. Like everybody who held it was like, okay, big deal. Who cares? Um. But good for Tai Chi. That's cool. That's good. Suzuki Goon has a title now. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, they already have titles. It's not New Japan ones. They have uh, uh, Suzuki and oh, Zack Saber Jr. Rev Pro. Rev Pro tag yeah, champs. Who cares about that? 
We'll cover it in Rev Pro one of these days. Um, and then uh, the main event was uh, Tetsuya Naito defeating Minoru Suzuki. Boo. Yeah, no, Suzuki should win every match. He really should. He really should. Which brings us to the show this upcoming weekend, Destruction in... Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. Uh, two huge matches. So First, this is going to be... Is this... I'm sorry. Is this late Saturday, early Sunday? Yeah. Okay. okay. It'll be For Sunday us. local time. Okay, so that means a little late Saturday. Yes. Early Sunday morning, yeah. Okay. Um, Kushida and Bushi will be competing in a first-round match to determine the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. In so a they were doing a event. tournament for that, right? Four-man tournament. This is the first match. Okay. Second match is uh, Skrull and Osprey at Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Okay. In Long Beach. And then the finals are oh, going to be... Skrull and Osprey again? They, they're not going to do that spot. Uh, and then the finals will be at King of Pro Wrestling, I think it's October 6th or 8th or something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, but the main event for this is huge. Tanahashi's Wrestle Kingdom contract, Tanahashi versus Okada. That's huge. Maybe the greatest rivalry in all of New Japan. Yeah, man. That's great. Like history. Tanahashi's totally winning that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Because we already got Tanahashi and Kenny Omega trading barbs across interviews and on social media. Yeah. This is getting pretty heated. I want to read this. This is great. Well, here, let me start with Tanahashi's bit, and you can read Kenny's stuff. Okay. Um, this Tanahashi uh, gave an interview to a local Japanese radio station and said the following about Omega, and this translation is courtesy of uh, Lion's Mark on Twitter. Okay. He said, Kenny's uh, Purorezu is like watching a movie with no... Oh, man. Uh, Kisho Tenketsu. Thank you, which uh, Lion's Mark says is a dramatic arc of traditional Japanese narratives. Um, he feels that the last five minutes of a Kenny match is all that matters because there's no story. That's Here's the thing. That, that goes so far beyond kayfabe. Like, that's not... That's like, this guy sucks in fights. This, this guy doesn't know how to put together a pro wrestling match behind the scenes. I know. That's what that's saying. That's rough. So, Kenny, uh, talk about... Um, he did an interview with uh, New Japan. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. what these extensive uh, quotes are from. So yeah, so he just... you will, please and thank he you. He goes ballistic here. Yeah. <laughs> this is a... What do you call this? I, uh, oh, man. There's a term for it they used on the West Wing when like an enemy attacks you and then you just completely nuke them out of existence. An un- unproportional, dis- disproportional response. Disproportionate response, <laughs> That's yes. That's what this is. The thing is, I know that New Japan at the time, they don't want to have to use me as their main event star. As their number one, of course they don't. Look at the way they push Tanahashi. They still call that old fucker the ace. He'll still appear on TV. He has a movie in Japan. It's embarrassing. Absolutely fucking embarrassing. But they do understand, hey, guess what? This is a business. We need money, and the American fans aren't stupid. They understand what a good match is. They understand who is able to give the best matches. I'm not here to cash in checks. I'm not here for money. I'm not here to do the classic style and the way wrestling is supposed to be. I'm the greatest fucking showman. I'm the greatest showman in professional wrestling. Maybe of all fucking time. So they have no choice but to put me in the main event they don't give a fuck about me I know they don't give a fuck about me as a person and I know here's the thing Tanahashi has this idea that wrestling has to be a certain way there are borders that you shouldn't cross wrestling should be wrestling there's a classic way but the thing is when I watch a Tanahashi match 
I feel nothing. When I show a Tanahashi match to my friends, to my father, to my fans, they're fucking bored. But when I show some of my matches, when I show some of my matches, they feel something in their hearts. It makes them think about something. When a Tanahashi match ends, you've already fucking forgotten it. I wanted matches that stay with me forever. More than 24 hours. More than one week. Why they fucking, uh, why the fuck do you think they call me the best bout machine? It's not because I'm the greatest athlete in wrestling, because I can create a motion and I can create a memory and because Tanahashi could never fucking do that. Really Tanahashi belongs in the WWE. He can be the next Roman Reigns. So don't think for a second that's New Japan style. What Tanahashi should do is fucking thank me because you actually think a Tanahashi main event could ever go to America? You never could. You can go to America once because it's an interesting name. It's a novelty for New Japan to come to America. Do you think if you put Tanahashi and Billy Gunn as a main event, do you think he could ever come back? Of course not. So with this worldwide movement, with the boost in numbers for New Japan World, somebody should tell this asshole to think about the business. Wow. Ah. Wow. End quote. That's fantastic. That's a lot. That's um, my favorite thing ever. So Adam Mayhem and I, last week on the Saturday show, talked about uh, the story for, for Tanahashi and Omega. Cause, uh, I, li- I, I really love that the last time we ever saw this week in wrestling was the Adam Mayhem show. Yeah. <laughs> he killed it. Actually, it, it performed better than any, any other other episodes, I think. Anyways, it's credit to our champ. Anyways, uh, he was pessimistic about the concept of Tanahashi main eventing Wrestle Kingdom against Omega, and and I said, well, here's the story they might go with it. You have Tanahashi representing the old guard, mm-hmm. I guess as Kenny puts it here, representing the classic style, and you get Kenny here with his new with his vision for wrestling, mm-hmm. and that's the battle. Yeah. It's it's a slightly different take on you know like the the old veteran taking on the young upstart. Wait, does that fool Adam Mayhem think Okada's going to be back in the main event with uh with? No, him? he didn't think that either. Oh, okay. We, okay. we both he was just he was wondering what direction they're going to take. Oh, okay. All right. Um, because no, it's way too soon for Okada Omega to have another match. Yeah, it's way okay. too soon. Okada okay. needs yeah. to get through this balloon Okada thing, and once that comes to an end, then he can go compete for titles again. I never wanted to come to an end. Can't balloon well, Okada be champion? Final Okada form. Too? It's final form. This is still. Uh, uh, you know, in early stages of Blue Nokata. It's going great. somewhere. Uh, Kenny Omega is also going to be taken on, this was just announced, uh, taken on Phoenix at Northeast Wrestling's 23rd anniversary show on November 9th. That's in Poughkeepsie, New York. Oh, Poughkeepsie. So I, yeah. I love that town. You've never been there. You ever been there? No. I have. Have not. You cannot say that I have not been there. I can say with a high degree of confidence you you've never been there. No. Spent. 18 long years of my life Not true because i met you when you were probably 17 16 1995 holy crap Man. yeah so this, this is some this is some hot fire from kenny omega yeah um, <laughs> i love i love because dude look tanahashi's not gonna be a heel and all this i, I do no. appreciate i'm hoping that and i know you know there's debate about the heel face spectrum etc cetera, etc cetera. But Kenny's Kenny is one of those guys who seems to have a hot and cold when it comes to heel and face. When I first read this interview, we were sitting at the brew pub next door for for lunch, mm, and I was BLT. I was reading these quotes, and I said, Kenny really seems to vacillate between the cleaner, mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes he'll come back to their side of the spectrum and be like the the super good guy Kenny when the Golden yeah. Lovers first reformed when yeah. he he and Kotobushi were going around ringside shaking everybody's hand. Uh-huh. Uh, last I checked, he hasn't done that of late. Yeah. 
ever since he won the title, I don't think. Um, so it's interesting that he's going back and forth. Is it? Let me ask. You, isn't it so weird? Now, I mean, this is like this is a show about non WWE stuff, but it is funny to sort of compare and contrast a little bit how WWE seems to struggle with the concept of good guy, bad guy. New Japan, outside of the world of WWE, they just don't care. It's like you know what? I don't like this guy, so I'm going to act like a dick to him. In this situation over here, there's no reason for me to act like a dick, so I'm not going to be a dick. Mm-hmm. And there doesn't. It's like. You know what? Sometimes I can be an asshole. Sometimes I can be totally sweet. Same with you. People are different and they're complex and they don't, they're complex, not just one thing. Complex individuals, indeed. Exactly. And, and that's so, why I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that about New Japan's storytelling is that they embrace the fact that human beings are complex people. Yeah. Yeah. They're not simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and they incorporate that into their storylines. Yeah. I mean, apart from Minoru Suzuki and maybe Jay White, are there any wrestlers in New Japan you classify as traditional heels? Maybe Zack Sabre Jr.? I mean, yeah, that's the thing about Suzuki-gun is that it's kind of chock full of them. Kind of. Yeah, you got the killer, literally the name is Killer yeah. Elite Squad. Yeah, I guess Suzuki-gun would be more in line with the traditional heel the, the, faction. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, they are. They're they're the killers of New Japan. You yeah. know, they're the they're the bad dudes. But, but I like in New Japan, even amongst factions, you have wrestlers who could depending on the program they're in, be classified as, as heels or faces. Yeah, sure. No, absolutely. And then you have yeah. Yano, who is a cheater, but he's he's a huge fan favorite. I didn't watch the Okada-Suzuki-Rain match. Um, it was for Suzuki's birthday, I think, or it was his anniversary, anniversary. in wrestling. Well, it was, it was both. It was his 30th okay. anniversary and then his 50th birthday. Okay. Um, I don't know what kind of match he wrestled, but I could totally see them... Having him wrestle a babyface match oh, maybe. for that, I have no idea. But but all the characters in New Japan, to your point, are fluid enough mm-hmm. to be able to pull that off. Mm-hmm. I mean, Taichi is that dude a heel? I don't think so. He's wildly entertaining. <laughs> he is wildly entertaining. His weird mishmash and he's goofball. He's like the Yano of of Suzuki, kind of, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, it goes back to what Cody said recently, where. Uh, you know, heels and faces are more or less gone. They're dictated by the crowd. Yeah, you it's know, all about you have to play yeah. that specific crowd. Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's late. So wait, when is it again? It'll be Saturday, early Sunday morning for us. Okay, so and that's this weekend. Yeah. All right, I might check that out. Well, I I almost definitely want to check out. I mean, if if nothing else, I'll check out on Sunday the uh, the main event. Yes, same. That here. contract match should be off the. Hook. Oh, those guys always put on awesome matches. Their G one match, their uh, time limit draw was awesome. Do we know? Do is Okada permitted in that building to have balloons? I am not aware. In the Kobe, wherever the it Kobe was, just building. in the the Budokan. Right. Have the balloons. Yeah. And Ooh. that was a time limit draw. That was terrible. So maybe that was what separated him from victory was his balloons. It's your favorite part of the show, Larson. We're going to talk about All impact. Right. Time for me to check out. <laughs> oh, no. Carry on. You know, man, I was planning on bringing back my solo impact reviews. Oh, really? But now that I have this show, I don't have to do that because I got you sitting next to me. And that's great. This gives me uh, eight minutes to take off during the week. So. I get eight whole minutes? Yeah, man. Well, hold on. Let's talk about this first. First, we got a quick. Oh, we don't have to talk about this. We talked about this on the Friday Well, just thought since it was impact related, we can just mention it briefly. So uh, impact had a meeting. With WWE, apparently. But we're not sure about what it's PW Insider. It's a mystery meeting. Yeah. They're going to plot the Impact WWE match for the Jericho Cruise. Not true. Because they're having one with Bullet Club. They're also going to have Team Impact versus Team WWE for Jericho Cruise. 
And in the main event, it's going to be I mean, that all WWE's sounds, Chris Jericho versus New Japan's Chris that Jericho. That all sounds great, but it's not going to happen. PW Insider did mention in their report on this meeting, quote, one WWE source described the meeting as a general discussion about the two companies as a chance to get everyone in the same room as opposed to a specific negotiation. So it's kind of like a get to know you. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. It's like, yeah. Like, so, uh... I know Triple H wasn't there, but his people were, and I assume yeah. they all talk like him. So uh, let me ask you something. Uh, you have all those great tapes right now. Yeah, like a really cool tape library. Yeah, wasn't AJ Styles in your promotion at one time? <laughs> wasn't AJ? I believe you guys had a, I find it funny that you guys had Samoa Joe. And like, I really want those tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Just slobbing at the mouth for tapes. I want those tapes. Get them to me. Uh, also, Impact News, Abyss for Impact Hall of Fame. Was it 2018 or 2019? If let me, I guarantee you, if they thought they had a chance in hell of inducting Generation Me, they would have gone after that shit. I'm. T- let me ask you something. What? If the day comes, and I'm telling you that shit's probably going to be sooner than later. I'm thinking 2019 at the latest. That the Young Bucks have a match in Impact. Just a one-time deal. A one-time deal. Where would they go there as? Oh, it'd be Generation Me. Yes! Of course. Of course. You think, they, you think Don Callis can't get that job done? He'll get it done, man. Well, here, there's a major thing between now and the end of the year preventing that from happening. Ring of Honor exclusivity. Mm-hmm. That's why Ring of Honor and Impact are totally going to cut a deal. That's going to happen. Unless Impact goes out of their TV deals. But their TV deal doesn't really give them any money, so I don't know. I would, you would think that 300,000 viewers a week would be able to get somebody in for a TV deal. I hope it's not Axis. I don't even have I don't even know who has Axis. Is that even like a real thing? No, I think Mark Cuban just, he, he has his own TV station for his own home <laughs> for personally. His, like, it only airs on his 70-inch screen. Oh, he's got like a 120-inch, man. He's got a projector. Highest possible definition of a projector. Get one of those. Like, man. literally, he got one out of a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I, I all, all the lumen. He just, he just ships actors in to perform TV shows for him. He's like, man, I want to watch a rerun of Breaking Bad. Can we bring Brian Cranston in? Uh, I don't know, man. He might want to do that kind of stuff on demand. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, best for Impact Hall of Fame 2018. That's not terribly. Yeah, surprising. he's been with uh, uh, Impact for a very long time. He's a big name that never went to WWE. Yeah, I considered him for Matt Chat. Yeah, for Matt Chat. Yeah. Uh, anyways, here's your Impact results. Dude, here, okay, so here's the thing. Oh, oh, this is where I'm going to talk about, this is why you need to pay attention. I'm going to improve your idea of WCW. All right. World Cruiserweight Wrestling. Yeah, it's a great idea. So Impact, and I got it from Impact. So, you know, it's gold, right? Uh, Impact uh, aired, I think it was their first TV taping. Maybe it was their second. I think it was their first. Stop doing that. Um, From Mexico. Mm -hmm. And... uh, the, the opening bout was OVE versus Aerostar, who is like the Captain Fun Wrestling of wherever he his home promotion is. His outfit is amazing. It's so great. Uh, son of, or Iho Del, uh, Vikingo. Oh, he's a triple mania. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then the Laredo Kid. Yeah, there was a couple of triple A guys here. Um, and it got me thinking. I was like, man. What if this, what about this? Where did uh, 205 Live spring from? What was the genesis of 205 Live? Cruiserweight Classic. Right. So instead of 
having the Cruiserweight Classic come to WWE, the Cruiserweight Classic goes on the road. It's the N1 mixtape version of the Cruiserweight Classic. So you remember what you remember the 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 premise of N1 mixtape was? Yeah, yeah, they'd have the N1 All-Star team take on local competitors. Exactly. Who yeah. would have to like probably play in to get on the yeah, local exactly N1 team, that's, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So the Cruiserweight division 205 Live goes from territory to territory and take on the best of the local cruiserweights. That's a fucking great idea. It's a good idea to encapsulate the world and world cruiserweight wrestling. However, you get to the same issue of whose guys go over. Oh, are you kidding me? You do the same thing Impact does. Impact guys go over. <laughs> no, uh, actually, uh, Fabi Apache, Apache, she went over. She beat um, one of the lower level guys. The higher level WWE guys go over. The lower level WWE guys job. That's how you do it, man. What you think? You think some some scrub promotion and hold on. If they're fucking, gonna have a, no, WWE wouldn't do anything with some scrub if, promotion. If people are cool, listen. If people are from AAA are cool jobbing the Impact stars, you think people from AAA are gonna have a problem jobbing the WWE stars? Here's the thing: if Doctor Wagner Junior. and Drew Gulak are in the ring, as much as I like Drew Gulak. <laughs> Dr. Wagner is a damn time traveler. He should go over. <laughs> I'm right, aren't I? That's the kind of thing where Drew Gulak, they could afford to have a loss, but Cedric wouldn't lose. You wouldn't have Cedric lose. You can have Mustafa Ali lose to a guy. Yeah, you're, you're defending my point now. Yeah, no, I'm. but your original point was, here's the problem, who's going to go over? Yeah. You got to be a bit diplomatic no, with No, of things. course. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm, and WWE isn't necessarily isn't known for being diplomatic about things. Well, that's true, but you know. If they wanted to look, man, if they want to do something cool, they'll have to be diplomatic. They <laughs> don't want to do anything if cool. They, <laughs> They're going to do something that makes money. This will make money. And, oh, man, and air it on the network. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be fun. That'd be so much that's fun. A, that's a decent idea. World Cruiserweight Wrestling. Yeah, it's good. See, it's this is a collaborative effort yeah. here, man. That's what we should do on We Book Raw. We book C WCW, but we put all the matches are in the Mexican Plaza. There you go. Dr. Yeah. Wagner wins all the belt. Dr. Wagner wins all the belt. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's see here. Yeah, this is a super fun. So yeah, Aerostar, Son of Vikingo, and uh, Laredo Kid versus OBE. This is a really fun match. There was one great bit. This is always a lot of their matches just remind me, especially when it's OBE, they remind me of like PWG matches. There was like, you know, they do a lot of stuff in sync. Like one guy will be holding the guy and then the other two will do a super kick. And there's like a triple tune. Would you fucking pay it? I'm done with this shit. You do it. Well, I didn't watch it. That how, is so rude. That is so rude. How, how do? How can I do it when I'm I don't even watch the show? I'm explaining it to you the same way I'm explaining it to oh, them. I'm not the doing that every week, man. I'm not doing that every week. Uh, after that, we had a Rich Swan Matt Seidel promo. Matt Seidel always talks about his third eye, and it makes me think of a butthole. Because brown eye, that's like what people call butthole. Yeah. He talks about third eye, and I yeah. just think of like a butthole. Get your 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 stop being so damn immature. Uh, who, me or Matt Seidel? You. Yeah. Uh, Eli Drake came out and cut a promo, and instead of saying dummy, yeah, he would say tanto si, because tanto means dummy. It was tanto. Uh, Eli Drake versus Trevor Lee. Eli Drake went over with a gravy train. That was a fun match, but it's kind of short. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like parse the, because I have a lot of notes here. You yeah, there's a lot it. going on. You didn't watch it. Well, you're not uh, explaining it to me. You're explaining it to the good people watching. The OGs had a meeting. They didn't Eddie, run over anybody this time, did they? Not this time, no. no. Eddie Kingston is great, though. He is really good. Uh, he, was, he was a lot of fun at, uh, at StarCast. 
Yeah, he was. <laughs> he really was. Uh, and then Kingston, he was talking about, he was like, what do they love to do here? Arm drags. Well, I'm going to show them what a spinning, uh, what is it called? The spinning back fist. I guess spinning back fist is like his finisher. <laughs> it's awesome. See, this is, see, here's the thing, man. You're missing out on this shit. That's like ridiculous that we'd have a lot of fun talking about. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So there was, there was, they, they actually had their own uh, jobber for the tapings. I called them Lucha Trabajo because that means, Trabajo means to work. It's a job, get it? So anyways, he didn't have a name though. Uh, Kingston came out to have a match against him, but uh, the OGs beat the shit out of that guy first, and then Eddie Kingston gave him his spinning back fist. Was it a good spinning back fist? Yeah, it was good, but right. it's a, it, at the end of the day, it's just a spinning back fist. Picked up a win. Uh, apparently, there's some, some, some sort of ceasefire between OGs and LAX. That must have happened last week. I don't know what that is. And OGs were trying to go to LAX into ending the ceasefire. That might have had consequences for LAX. Conan Ooh. said, no, I'm not going to do that. LAX was not happy with that, but, you know, whatever. Uh, then they had Alicia Edwards versus Fabi Apache. Uh, Fabi Apache went over. Um, she's awesome. She's great. Oh, yeah. I want her to be my mother. Um, and then uh, after that, Fabi Apache uh, called out Tessa. Well, she did an interview where she called out Tessa Blanchard. Ooh, uh, that the, could be good. The most... The most, it was a, it was a good pro. It was a great promo. It was all in Spanish, and I'm trying to I'm trying to pick up more Spanish because I'm really like narcos. Um, but it was funny because Josh Matthews in there interviewing her with the translator guy, and she kept on turning to the crowd, which was like facing hard cam. I'm sorry, the crowd was facing hard cam. Fabi was trying to talk to the crowd, so her back was to the hard cam, and he kept on oh trying to move her, and she just wouldn't. Um, anyway, she won with a sit down power bomb. It was cool. Cool. Uh, after that, uh, oh, El Tejano, I know him. Yeah, uh, this he, was. Uh, he was in. Uh, I think he was in Lucha Underground before. Yeah. So I don't know if his name is El Ijo del El Tejano or it's just El Tejano Junior. Because I, I know he's like a junior. All right. But anyways, uh, so he talked about it. He had a championship match with Austin Aries that night. Um, it was cool. He says because uh, Austin Aries is hanging out with Moose and uh, Killer cross mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and uh and he's like i've got my own two partners my fist and my bull rope it was cool uh then we had rich swan and matt seidel versus uh phoenix and pentagon jr um this was as you expect it to be really fun really high flying lots of cool stuff we got that package pile driver on the apron Oof. towards the finish uh from pentagon to matt seidel meanwhile phoenix hit his angels wings finisher on Rich Swan for the pin, so they went over. But Rich Swan and Matt Seidel are currently in a program against each other. Probably no, Brian Cage is the X Division guy. Uh, so yeah, they're just feuding, and they're and they, so. But then Matt Seidel was like, "No, you need to follow me and do Third your, your butthole eye." And uh, Rich Swan's like, "You're crazy." But Matt Seidel had set that match up anyway. So uh, let's see here. So then after that, so meanwhile, the Pentagon and uh, his brother are feuding with OVE. So after that match, they came out, surrounded the ring, and then Jack Daddy Brian Cage oh, ran huge. out. Uh, and it's funny because he was brought into this feud simply because, I believe last week or two weeks ago, he was leaving uh, from his match up the ramp as Sammy Callahan came down the ramp. <clears throat> and because Brian Cage is so Jack Daddy, you know, he's just in the way. Yeah. Sammy Callahan sort of bumped into him, bumped into him. 
So that made Brian Cage mad. All right. <laughs> Impact for you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Joe Hendry debuted another music video about his best friend, Grado. So, like, they were doing this angle where Grado's, like, kind of crush slash girlfriend, I forget her name, is, like, really hot for Joe Hendry. But he's trying to play it cool because Grado's his friend. But that's going to end up probably with a live sex show. Um, uh, then we had Austin Aries versus Tejano. Austin Aries went Hold over. Hold on, you skipped over this. Moose wearing a rainbow paint uh, I was gonna get to splatter that. romper. What is this all about? This... Moose is a heel is the best thing. Yeah, that might get me to watch him. Because better. Moose is having a good... T- he didn't say one word, but you can't take your eyes off him. He's got the best smile, mm-hmm. maybe in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing a rainbow spatter romper. It was amazing. It was so good. So that's awesome. Uh, Aries versus Tejano was a good match. Uh, Tejano got to use his uh, bull rope a little bit. But Aries ended up uh, doling out his brain buster, getting the win. Then there was a video with John Morrison, who was like, you guys put me out of action, but I should be back soon. And then Austin Aries got on the mic and was like, I know you're not really on location. You're probably out in the crowd. So he sent Killer Cross and, and Rainbow Moose to go look for him. Meanwhile, John Morrison, just he just came down the ramp. They didn't think that he was just in the back chilling. He came down the ramp. Attacked Austin Aries. Uh, I think Tejano might have helped him out. I don't know. In any event, that's how the episode ended. So another quality episode of Impact that you missed. You know what the thing is? Impact really needs to dial it down to about an hour. If it was an hour... It'd be much easier for me to watch. Well, they've got... There's so so many... There's a lot of commercials. Mm. There's Mm. a lot of filler with Impact. They gotta pay the bills, man. They gotta fill two hours. Anyways... Uh, but no, it was quality stuff. I really, that's one thing about impact that I really like though, is that, you know, they do their tapings all over the place and it really does. Every time they go to like a different locale, it's got its own kind of flavor. And yeah. I like that. You know, yeah, no, like that's that. good. It's I appreciate cool. that. Too. Yeah. Uh, next some ring of honor news. The death before dishonor main event is set. It's going to be the ring of honor world champion. Jay lethal taking on will Osprey will Osprey it's issue. The challenge. Heck yeah. Um, Jay lethal has accepted. Um, is going to headline the show taking place next Friday, a week from today. Um, other matches on the card include Sumi Sakai, Sakai versus Tennille Dashwood. You got the Briscoes taking on SCU. SCU. Uh, Punishment Martinez, the TV champ, taking on Chris Sabin. Mm-hmm. Um, Flip Gordon and Colt Cabana against Bully Ray and Silas Young. That's a tables match. Ooh, that should be something. Um, you got Cody, Adam Page, the Young Bucks, and Marty Skrull taking on Okada, Chucky e. T, Beretta, Tomohiro Ishii, and Rocky Romero. That'll be fun. Ooh, that'll be a good one. You got Bullet Club versus Chaos. And then uh, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Kenny King. Uh-huh. Actually, this is a really good card. Yeah, that is a really good. Check I might actually, I might watch that one. Yeah, same. We should get in contact with Fight TV and say, hey, can we? It's on, it's on Honor Club. We got Honor Club. Oh, man. we have Honor Club. I always forget that. <laughs> I always forget that we have Honor Club. I totally would have paid for that shit. Nope, we already have Honor Club. Um, Cody will have his first NWA title defense. Um, that was announced this week. That's going down it's uh, the day after. Yeah, the day after September 29th during the TV tapings following Death Before Dishonor and his opponent Willie Mack. That's cool, man. Willie Mack is great. That's good. He's not going to be uh, NWA champion right now, though. Cody's going to. He's going to win. Yeah. He's going to keep that I would be surprised if Nick Aldis makes an appearance during that. 
uh, uh, match either. And other Ring of Honor news is from Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Dave Meltzer says, Jeff Cobb is now expected to sign here, oh, here being Ring of Honor, oh, which removed him from the independent scene aside from working PWG and out of U.S. dates for 2019. He's expected to work in both, both here, Ring of Honor, and New Japan. Um, but he won't be signing until, you know, his uh, this, this conclusion of the current season of Lucha Underground. Apparently, he had some, he came to an agreement with uh, the producers of Lucha Underground to let him out of his contract early um, if he returned for this season. And then he will get be let out of his seven-season deal early. Why would anybody have signed a seven-season? That boggles my mind. I don't know. It's like, are you absolutely sure that you're not going to go anywhere else in seven years? Well, it could be a situation speculation that this is uh if it's like a guaranteed seven season deal and you think guaranteed for seven years guaranteed money yeah and also well i mean the show in the last three years yeah. still get paid the full duration of the deal if it's guaranteed oh, that could be, huh? i don't know if they're guaranteed deals though, but i'm yeah. just speculating why it would be it might seem attractive yeah right 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 and if you're an independent wrestler who is not really on tv anyways yeah. it's not that huge of I mean, it might not be that huge of a deal going into it yeah because now you can get exposure and then whenever the show ends that's great for you yeah that's a good point. Good point. See, that's why I asked the tough questions, Larson. Ah. Good point. Yeah. Um, I did read somewhere. Uh, I didn't notice it in the notes for... So I don't... I've, I'm going to try to start watching Ring of Honor TV, the weekly TV tapings, because it's just an hour long. Um, but apparently Jeff Cobb has been at either TV tapings or something interrupting prospect matches. You know you know what prospects are, right? They're like the young lions of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's been coming out like jacking with those matches. So that's some sort of angle for Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. Dick, who, like, what, we're supposed to sign this guy? He's just coming out interrupting our shit. Yeah. Jeff Cobb's great. No, he's great. He's the best. Speaking of Jeff Cobb, spoiler alert. Unless, yeah, if you're really, if you didn't watch our show on Monday where we totally talked about this without spoiler alert. Again, it was at the end. No, I think there might have been a spoiler alert. It was at the end of the show anyways. No one watches If you're show. huge on waiting for PWG DVDs. Then hold off. We're about to tell you. Who won Bola. Even though he just said, speaking of Jeff Cobb. Yeah, he won Bola. He won Bola. He gets a title shot against Walter. October 19th at Smokey and the Bandito. Look at this freaking lineup. It's a good card. So this is, yeah, like you said, October 19th. Tickets go on sale September 20... 8th? I didn't write down. 5th, 8th. 5th, 8th. Anyways, you got the PWG title match. Jeff Cobb taking on Walter. That'll be great. That'll be huge. Yeah, massive. Big. Uh, PWG tag team title match. LAX making their PWG debut. They're great. Against the Radicals, Zachary, not Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. And Desmond Xavier. Guy from that band. Uh, oh, they, they go on sale this Thursday. Fallout Boy. Next Thursday. This upcoming Thursday. Right? Thursday. Yeah, a week from yesterday. Wait, a week from two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah. Because we're shooting this on Friday. <coughs> right. 27. Yes. Thursday. Uh, Hechicero makes his PWG debut to take on Zack Sabre Jr. Saw a couple uh, gifts. Of Hechicero? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Hechicero Miero. Uh, Ray Phoenix takes on Bandido. That'll be awesome. Darby Allen, I like Darby Allen. He's cool. Uh, he's taking on Joey Janela, another guy who's also cool. Uh, they're both kind of crazy yeah. in the ring. Yeah. Ooh. Madness shouldn't sue. I there's a part of me. This is October. This is like less than a month away. I wouldn't mind going to LA for that. Maybe I'll see if I can get tickets. Brody King taking on Timothy Thatcher. That'll be good. Yeah, that'll be good. Flamita versus Ray Horace versus Puma King in a three-way match. 
Uh, and then, uh, uh, that's yeah, it. that's it. That's, that's all they've card. announced. So Hell far. of a card, though. Yeah, it's a good card. They're going heavy on Lucha. Yeah. I like that. That is good. It's good. Speaking of Lucha, let's do some Lucha Underground results because it was quite an uh, eventful show. Um, I didn't watch it, unfortunately. Yeah, I need to watch this. But there was a couple title changes and a huge debut. Oh. Um, first, Phoenix. He's great. Defeats Aerostar. Okay, good. I love Aerostar. Uh, Have you seen that dude before? I think so. Look at this ring gear. Yeah, look pull up this, his ring gear. Let me see that. Up. that. You're searching in YouTube for his outfit. Um, yeah, I know. I'm going right. to see if right. there's then a... I feel like a picture would be, would be a better way entrance. to show. Yeah, you need to see the entrance. All right, all right. Theme song and entrance video. Screw it, I'll just try this. Let's see if that's what it is. Cool. This is... He's got a good-looking Titantron. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Oh, it's got a Titantron. This is a logo. It's just not really. Station use the hashtag Redemption 18. So that's, that's even that, even this is a subtle version of what he wears that's now. That's pretty neat. There's a lot of LEDs right. going yeah. on there. It's very much, you're right, it is very Captain Thunder. It, to, it totally is. Yeah, that's he's, cool. He's great. Though. I think he was at a Triple Mania. Um, Marty the Moth defeated Dragon Azteca Jr. to become the new Gift of the Gods champion. And, and as Gift of the Gods champion, you can cash that belt in and get yourself a Lucha Underground title shot. Nice. Keep that in mind. Because uh, next, Pentagon Dark defeated King Cuerno and Mil Moretes to retain the Lucha Underground title. However, mm. the debuting Chelsea Green came down the ring, delivered a crusher, sorry, destroyer, to Pentagon. Mari the Moth cashed in his Gift of the Gods title. He is a new Lucha Underground champion. See, that's how you make a debut in the main event scene. And I saw, I, saw, I just saw a gif of this. <laughs> now that we're doing this show, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just start watching Lucha. I need to start. I have it on my DVR. I have like sixty episodes on my DVR. Yeah, see, that's the thing, though. It's too. It's too. It seems like a, a mountain too tall to climb at this juncture. Just gotta dive in. I know. Just gotta dive. Get in. in with the new. I'm sure maybe their YouTube channel has a previously on. I mean, I'm familiar. I've seen enough Lucha Underground. I'm familiar enough with the characters. Like, I can probably just jump right back in. Here's what. Here's what I'm. Like, I'm I know all about to. Pentagon's back backstory with yeah. Vampiro and such. Okay. See, I, I know I don't. all about that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll just start a while. Just catch like an episode. I'll do like an old one and a new one every week. Because I love, I love the idea that like when it started, there's like a ton of people there. Like it wasn't Kyrie Sane there. Mm -hmm. It was like a bunch of people. Yo Shirai was there. Yeah. Had a match, yeah. And then, you know, Impact has had a lot of Lucha Underground people on. And so it'd be like, oh, cool. It's that person. I've seen that person. So. And wasn't like Joey Ryan like a cop? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was like mm -hmm. a cop. Uh, so on the Patreon, I put up a, oh, yeah. a question thread um, letting the, the patrons know, hey, this is the deal. Uh, it's a non-WWE show. Give us some questions. And they gave us a bunch of good questions. So we're going to answer some of those questions now, Larson. Alex C. I've never heard of Alex C. before. Who is that? Oh, he's great. Do you think Tai Chi winning the Never Belt is New Japan trying to elevate Tai Chi or them giving up on the Never Belt? Um, I think it's the former because he just moved up from uh, juniors to heavyweight. Okay. So I think this is, they're giving him a bit of a push. Yeah. And he's, he's hilarious. He cracks me up. No, he is really funny. He is really funny. He's a very interesting character. Uh, Stevie Bradley, what company is the best fit for Joey Ryan? Be honest, any company that really isn't WWE. Mm -hmm. Because he, like his shtick, <coughs> obviously wouldn't work in WWE unless no. unless unless 
they went through with their that survey question and did a, a TV oh, MA or PG fourteen or whatever ECW, it is. ECW, yeah, something like that. That would be really cool. WWE After Dark, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. But I mean, yeah, I mean, dude, you've seen. Here's the thing about Joey Ryan. You've seen him in Lucha Underground. You've seen him in Impact. The sexy sleazy guy works anywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. except for a family friendly product. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dylan Scribner, pick one indie guy you think would work better in WWE and one WWE guy you think would work better in the indies. One indie guy you think would work better in WWE. That can't be difficult. Um, better in WWE. Uh, Eli Drake comes off to me as like a very WWE guy. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like he's putting on like super like crazy... Like, you know, package pile driver matches. Yeah, yeah. He's a great promo guy. He just comes off as like a solid WWE mid-carder. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I can see that. I'm trying to think of uh, guys in WWE that work better in the indies. Oh, uh, there's this division called 205 Live. Oh, yeah, pretty much anybody there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Put them all in PWG. World Cruiserweight Wrestling. Uh, Cody Miles, if you could pick one non-WWE star... <laughs> idiot star's shoulder to lean on who would it be what a jerk um it'd be joey ryan i almost did it with joey ryan yeah yeah when i was talking to him before i should have done the old arm on the show i'm gonna say uh h champion adam mayhem fat bastard i think i've done it with him fat bastard champ alex foster would you rather join chaos or lij chaos you gonna be in the same room as okada heck yeah yeah, Lij is kind of scary. I don't know what their deal is. They at one point they seem like a really fun, happy family, but then Naito Naito would always be messing with me. I know it. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of annoying. But then chaos, like everybody's in chaos. Yeah, just because you're there doesn't mean you get to hang out with Okada. Oh, he seems to hang out with everybody though. Yeah, he kind of does. Huh? Yeah, he seems he seems like a really good dude. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, the dynamic knight Martinez with New Japan taking Zack Sabre Jr. off the Wembley Progress show as a response to the whole Madison Square Garden thing. You think this could cause a rift in wrestlers wanting to sign deals with either New Japan or WWE if they're going to have petty disputes like this. So that I had not heard about. I had not heard that either. So if this, if the premise is true, if New Japan took Zack Sabre Jr. off of the Wembley Progress show because Progress has a relationship with WWE and WWE is trying to mess with the MSG show. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't, however, think that it would cause a rift in wrestlers. I honestly believe that by and large, most wrestlers simply care about the their business. Like, what business am I part of? I'm part of, you know, like Adam Mayhem says... Why am I into wrestling? To make money. Mm-hmm. To, because I, I want to make money. Why do we do this podcast? To make money. Mm-hmm. If we didn't make money, sadly, I know this sucks, we wouldn't do it. Um, simply because we have families, we would have to have other jobs, and, uh, and, and that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah. It so happens that this is a job that I love dearly and would never want to do anything else, and we've you know, done our best to get ourselves in that position. Mm -hmm. Similarly with wrestlers, they're there to make money. 
I really doubt they give a shit. As long as their paychecks aren't being interrupted. Exactly. I'm sure Zack Sabre Jr. is probably still very friendly with all the people at Progress. Mm -hmm. He was just probably like, hey, it's out of my hands. They want me off. I've got a contract. This is the deal. Sorry. Sucks. Uh, Glorious Steve Klein. Hey, friendos. You keeping up with Lucha Underground. I've been enjoying the season so far. I'm interested in your thoughts. Anyway... We can get Undertaker wandering into the Lucha Underground Temple. Oh, man, I really have to use the bathroom. What's this place right here? Big temple-looking place. I wonder if this temple has anything to do with the depths of hell, powers of darkness. Then he walks in. Why are all these people here? What are they looking at? (gasps) That's a wrestling ring right there. Ooh, look at that giant title. What is that called? It's called Gift of the Gods, sir. Oh, Gift of Depths of Hell. Pentagon, I'll put you down like a dog, like um, un perro, <coughs> muerte. All right. Uh, Mondo Volgare, should Naito ever be given a run as a true top star in New Japan, or is the fact that he's portrayed as kind of a rebellious outsider who always comes just short of the top spot what makes his character so cool and appealing to a lot of people? No, he'll be a top guy. That's inevitable. They're just running a long story with him. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, probably. Uh, Callum Newman has the question of the week. Uh, what's Impact Wrestling's ceiling? I uh, remember in the movie Being John Malkovich, there was that... Uh floor in the office building that had the lower ceiling as opposed to all the other floors yeah as of right now that's impact um crawl space maybe wow you even went lower than i did because mine was also funny um they need to make money yeah that's the, that's that's the bottom line their the bottom line is the bottom line from what i understand and again, going back to, you know, it's, it's all about making money so you can keep doing what you love. I'm sure the people at Impact are doing what they love. I'm doing what I love. I love our friendo community, but without money, it, it will cease to equal. You'd have to get a job at Target and would thus have less time to interact with friendo community. And I'd have to deal the with the Target thing. community at yeah. that point. Exactly. Wouldn't be the same thing. Wouldn't be the same thing. So um, that being said, if they continue to not make money then i'm not sure what how their ceiling can get any higher than crawl space um if they find somebody who believes they can grow the 300,000 250 to 300,000 viewership that they get currently um if they find somebody to put money into it or if they get a good tv deal then their ceiling will then go higher depending Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. amount that deal is Mm -hmm. so um they need to get a TV deal that puts them in front of more eyeballs than pop TV. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Whether they can or not, based on their track record, <coughs> is unknown. It really is going to take someone taking a chance yeah. on them because they believe in the product. Yeah, exactly. And if I, you go by track record, then they're going to be on pop TV until they maybe go out of business. They can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, their their reputation right now in the wrestling industry is pretty decent. Yeah. But you need to translate. Yeah, you need to translate that into Into money. viewers. Into, into viewers. money. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Rory Grace, with Jericho never around, with New Japan retiring the current Intercontinental Championship. No. He no. will defend it at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, between have to. now and then? Well, he's got the Jericho Cruise end of October. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think he'll be at King of Pro Wrestling. Jeez. So it'll be Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. He'll hold the title for about six months without never without defending it. 
but then he'll lose it. Well, he waited. Oh yeah, he's fine. He's doing. He did the the all in thing for the cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's just promoting his cruise. He's not worried about King of Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. I like Mondo Volgare here as a response to that. He says, now he'll probably drop it to Okada. Well, I think it'd be great if it was Okada Jericho. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Cole Cabana finds it expensive and kind of effed up. There are rumors that Butch Bacon is now a producer on Impact. How many more good decisions need to be made before Larson watches? Several. Bring it down to an hour. That'd probably help, right? That would help, yeah. That would help. The the the, the largest impediment in terms of me watching Impact mm-hmm. is time. Yeah, sure. It's not enough hours in the day. Usually most Thursday nights I'm working. I'm cutting video. I'm doing Matt Chatter. In the case this week, I was putting together all those gameplay videos that you did. Um, if, uh, if So here's, here's my thing with Impact. While also <clears> making <throat> thumbs while, yeah, juggling everything. Impact right now for me personally is convenient to watch because it's on a channel that's on my Sony view so I can DVR it, which means I can fast forward through commercials. Um, Friday mornings, I, I, I rest from like, I, I, I go on my run every day of the week and except for Fridays. Oh, so, it's your rest day. So I can, I can See, watch I, it in I, the morning. I gym Friday morning. Yeah. Um, so I can do that. Um, if I was able to DVR, Progress, Ring of Honor, Impact. Lucha Underground. Maybe maybe Lucha Underground. See, I have like <clears throat> two and a half seasons of that DVR. If I was able to do those four and they were all in front of me and I had to make a decision each time, I would probably go with Progress instead of Impact. Because Impact, I kind of understand what's going on and not a lot changes week to week. That's one thing I've noticed about Impact also. Um, which in one respect for impact is kind of good because it needs some stability. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that's, that's largely because <clears throat> they have what quarterly pay-per-views. Yeah. They have like quarterly pay-per-views, but like, I think they also have like TV specials, mm-hmm. you know, like clash champions. Yeah. Like that. Like instead of, you know, this week of impact is going to be a special wild card final. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, a bit convenient for me to watch most of the time. Um, so, yeah. It was a good show. Pretty much it. Yeah. Wow. What a great show. We good actually managed job. to talk almost, almost an hour. Almost an hour, yeah. About non WWE stuff. We did it. We did it. Woo! And I didn't feel, and there was no redundancy. But hey, rest in peace, those graphics. Yeah, you know, those are good. I spent a good hour on those graphics. Yeah, we can find another use for them at some point. Maybe, sure. yeah. If we do like another, like if we do like a monthly top 10 show or something, it's a bit more produced. Who knows? Let's bring back 10 for the win. Okay, sounds good. Anyways, <clears throat> that's it for show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Screw it, I'm going to do the music. Hilton, you got the music? Hilton, yeah. Oh, yeah, there he goes. Music. There's the music. Check us out on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.